verses 25 through 37. Hear these words of scripture. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, Jesus replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. And so the teacher asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said this story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Look after him, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we continue our series on BUMC values, looking into our values that have always been a part of this church. Our values are honest worship, joyful gathering, lifelong learning, courageous inclusion, and determined service. The first week we looked at joyful gathering and lifelong learning. Last week, Christy spoke and shared her passion for courageous inclusion. And today we are talking about determined service. These are values that have been a part of this church forever. And when we say that we, are, we value determined service, we mean that as a church, we show God's love for others by meeting the needs of the whole person, by giving them not just an encouraging word, but a blanket and some Starbucks. And we commit to doing this by continually discovering creative ways to care for our community by providing intergenerational service opportunities, knowing that when we serve together as communities from young ages all the way through, then that's when we can make the biggest impact. And partnering with other organizations to meet basic needs, like with our hygiene kits that we're doing right now. This is something that Determined Service has been always an important part of who BUMC is. And I'm excited today for our speaker, Matt Abel, who is one of our longtime members here at Brexel UMC. Um, he and his wife, Kathy, I think joined in 1992 and 
uh, Matt is also, he's known as Mr. Obel in much of Brexville, Broadview Heights community because he has been teaching since in the school system since 1988. And so I am excited for you to hear about how he is living out a life of determined service. So let us welcome Matt Abel. district for the past 33 years. Um, that is my what, but you may want to know my why. Well, the reason why I'm here today is because I went, a weekend, I went away for a weekend without my wife, Kathy, and when I returned, she told me that Pastor Heidi had asked her if I would mind speaking at church, and Kathy told her, I don't see why not. <laughs> Lesson learned. Thanks, my love. Seriously, when I think about the subject of my talk, determined service, I hope you know that I'm really excited to be here today. In today's scripture, Luke truly embodies how I try to live my life. Love God and love others. No excuses, no exceptions. Everything else is basically just window dressing. But the question reminds, remains in some people's minds, how do I love God and how do I love others? And that is where determined service can play an important role. Before I get too far into today's talk, I hope you noticed early that I said I try to live my life. I think it's important to know that none of us are going to be perfect in our, terms, in our attempts to serve. We all fall short. In the words of Dave Kaplinger, who was a counselor and cross-country coach with me for decades, he would always say when talking about kids, remember, they're doing the best that they can. And he was right. Not the best that we might expect, but oftentimes truly the best they can do at that time. Now the title of my talk is, Did You Hear the Story About? And the reason for that title is that telling, watching, or hearing stories best describes my determined service is so important to me. And so that's what you're gonna hear today. In fact, before I came into church uh, for the second service, Joseph met me out in the hallway and he goes, love your tie, and it's frogs. And, and I just said, yeah, and I didn't say anything because I had to hurry, but frogs, I love frogs. But even more importantly, frogs to me, through my work through Emmaus, means fully relying on God. And so whenever I have this on, I can always remind myself that, yes, I can do a lot, but I can do even more when I work with God. Now, I didn't grow up immersed in church life. My mom didn't start going uh, to church until I was in fourth grade. And my dad never really attended church when I was younger. And he only went sporadically when I was an adult. My initiation to determined service came about by observing the adults in my life. I grew up with seven brothers and sisters, yet my parents never were upset if any of us brought a friend home close to mealtime. In fact, they were always the first one to ask them to stay for, for meals. And I always thought that was what everybody did, until I learned otherwise later in life. In fact, our youth group learned multiple times about my parents' hospitality when we couldn't secure lodging for our youth during the youth annual conference at Lakeside. My parents just told me, have them stay at our house. They live in Huron, Ohio. And we did. I remember one time bringing the youth to my parents' house after a day at Cedar Point, and my dad grilled burgers for the entire youth group. Brian McCrotten came up to me later and said, that was the biggest pile of hamburgers he'd ever seen in his life. 
I also have two sets of aunts and uncles who taught me a great deal about what determined service means. My Aunt Nita and Uncle Harold lived near Hopkins Airport. It was a running joke in my family that whenever someone had to wait at the airport for a ride, the Nita and Harold taxi would pick them up and take them to their house to wait. My Uncle Harold and Aunt Nita were also the types who would leave their house in Brook Park, Ohio, pick up a sister in Willoughby Hills, then take her to a party in Bay Village, and then take her home afterwards. My Uncle Harold never gave it a second thought because he always knew that was just the right thing to do. Now, don't get me started about my Aunt Nita. She turns 91 years young today. Happy birthday, Aunt Nita. If you've watched this, I love you, and I can't wait to see you later today. And she is one of the founders of a food pantry at her church that provides food for hundreds of families each week. And she still, at her age, spends hours a week unloading the food that comes in semi-trucks from different stores, organizing the food at the church, and then helping to disperse it. Now, remember how I said that I'm not perfect? I think I can, I can count on my hand the number of times I've actually gone to help her. But you know what? She loves me anyway. The other relatives I want to mention today are my Aunt Evelyn and Uncle Bill, who happened to they live in Bay Village. They always hosted parties during holidays for our family. But most times when I would arrive, there would always be someone there I didn't know. Every, see, everyone was always welcome at her house, at their house. A few times I found out that some friends of mine didn't have a place to go on a holiday, and I didn't even hesitate. I asked my aunt, I called Aunt Evelyn, and said, hey, is it okay if I bring them? And she said, of course. And the next year, she would even ask me, leading up to the holiday, if my friends wanted to come again. That is the type of servant my Aunt Evelyn is to this day. Now that I've given a little background about myself, I thought I'd explain how Kathy and I have put determined service into action at the UMC. It didn't take long for Kathy and me to see that service opportunities are abundant here. Over the past 30 years, we have sung in the choir, played handbells, mowed lawns, volunteered at BBS, gone on mission trips, volunteered with a youth group, attended youth annual conference, locked the church at night, served with others on the Habit for Humanity site, worked for the booths at home days, ushered, delivered firewood, volunteered as gophers, mentored confirmands, fixed, washed, moved, and helped deliver bikes, taught Sunday school, served at soup kitchens, helped at worship in the woods, filled rice packets for our worship, and those are the only things I can remember. But please know that I list all of these things not to lift me up, but I want to emphasize to you that the opportunities to serve at BMC are truly endless. But I have to tell you that there are three things that made these opportunities especially, really special to me. The first is that I rarely had to come up with the ideas. In John chapter 4, verse 38, Jesus says, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. And I think for me at BUMC, Jesus is saying that someone else here at church already decided they wanted to serve God in a certain way. And all I had to do was say, yes, I'll join you. A second reason is that most of the time I served, there were at least two generations involved, and sometimes three or four. I'm pretty certain I can say four generations because I think one time at our workshop for Stop Hunger Now, there were four generations of the same family involved. Now, I could be wrong about that, but that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Now, I won't say BUMC is unique in their use of multi-generational service opportunities, but I will state emphatically that we are purposeful in supporting these opportunities. And quite honestly, that is one of the reasons that I'm so proud to call BUMC my home. 
The third reason that made these service opportunities special to me is because Kathy and I were able to involve our own kids in most things we did at BUMC. We were able to take the lessons learned about determined service that we learned from our families growing up and try to model them for our kids. Now I'd like to close with a couple more stories that might give you an idea of where I am with determined service right now and where I hope to go in the future. Before I tell you about what happened this summer, I need to go back nearly 20 years to one of the presentations at the Youth Annual Conference. I remember it as clearly as it was yesterday. When the, when the Reverend Dr. Jan Yandel stood up at Yak, she told us about this new Nehemiah mission that she had been called to start on the west side of Cleveland. And I thought, wow, a chance to serve locally. But of course I did nothing about it because I had three young children at home and basically life happened. But fast forward about 10 years and our church decided to do a summer mission trip with Nehemiah. My kids were the right age, so Kathy and I jumped in and we had a wonderful experience working with our children as we served people in Cleveland, Ohio. Now fast forward to about one year ago when the director of the mission, the Reverend Jim Zakis, asked me to get involved with the mission even more, helping out in whatever capacity I felt led. So last summer, they needed help with groups who were coming for the week. They wanted to, someone to greet the groups when they arrived on Sunday, come to Bread on Bridge on Tuesday and just hang out with them, and then spend one morning with them on site later in the week, just helping out whatever needed to be done. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I can handle this. I have it all figured out. Well, as it turned out, they needed someone to be on site on a Tuesday when they're using chainsaws to clear the tree from a house in East Cleveland where a refugee family was living. Now, if you know me at all, I'm really not that great with chainsaws. But I had no worries because my friend George Gee was coming with me to use his chainsaw, and another volunteer was coming from Mentor to handle the second one. Well, something happened, and our work with Tuesday was postponed to Wednesday. But George had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday, and the other volunteer didn't, didn't come on Wednesdays. Let me just say, I really didn't sleep well the night before because all I could think about was losing fingers, more toes, who knows what else. But what I've really done, however, is forgotten that serving is really about others and that God knows me and God knows my strengths. So when we arrived at the site, I found out that one of the youth was actually 18 and he knew how to use a gas chainsaw. And their leader of what handled the smaller chainsaw. And all that left me to do was just assign jobs, get started with the youth and moving and piling the wood and then leaving them alone to do their job keep on encouraging and move around and help with other tasks. Now I tell you this story because I want to encourage you to try something that is out of your comfort zone when serving others. Do not be afraid to say yes. When you partner with others, you need to trust them, but most importantly, trust God. Because with that, the possible does truly become possible. Now my final story is really a story about stories. In my decades of teaching at a public school, I've become a bit more subversive as I've aged. My favorite day of the school week is Monday, because that day in my classroom is called Motivational Monday. And on that day, I encourage my students to share where someone has brought joy into their lives, or perhaps where they have brought joy into someone else's life. So I get to hear stories about visiting with grandparents, celebrating parents' anniversaries or birthdays, how their parents took them to food banks to help those with need, help those in need, um, cleaning up the field after a soccer game, helping a family friend pick pumpkins at their farm, and the list just goes on and on and on. But even more importantly, the students get to hear how their peers have served. 
And maybe the question begins to form in their minds, how can I make this world a better place for others? And what I've really been asking them is where have you been God's light in this world? Or where have you seen God's light at work and decided to join in? Now, my friend, I'm going to ask you the exact same question. Where will you engage in determined service by joining someone else's light in serving God? Or be that light that shines so brightly that others can't help but be drawn to you as we serve God together by serving with others. With 29 years of experience at BMC, I know it won't be hard for me to see that light because I see it every time I engage with any one of you. So I'm looking forward to seeing each of you in the mission field sometime soon in the future. Thank you. I want to invite you to stand as you're able and join us in our next song of worship. And uh, those of you online, I want to invite you to share your prayer concerns uh, as we sing our next song.
begin our time of prayer um, by thanking Matt for sharing this morning, being willing to step out and to fully rely on God and know that God has given us each stories and the ability to do what God has called us to do. And check the, the comments on Facebook. It'll make you smile. Because he said he only, that you guys only clapped because he was done. And I said that wasn't true. So, um, it's very, it's, I'm trying to look at the, the prayer concerns and there's just so many comments about how wonderful Matt did that I can't find the prayers. Um, prayers of joy um, for, for Matt and Kathy's niece Jennifer as she is getting married next Saturday. And Gail asked for prayers of healing for Suzanne P. And... Adrian asks for prayers for her friend Becca and her process of fulfilling her wedding vision. There's lots of weddings happening right now. I yesterday was um, uh, we had a wedding here at the church, and it was the first of five weddings that I'll be doing in a row over the weekend. So prayers as 
all of um, weddings that were supposed to happen last year are being pushed to this year and just prayers for the couples and their families that they have a joyful celebration and just settle into a new and wonderful life together. Dana asked for prayers for youth in the time of great change and anxiety, that they may they feel loved and surrounded in support. And Penny asked for prayers of comfort for Sheila as she and her family grieve the death of their daughter, Denise. And I also want to add prayers um, for Walt, who is in intensive care right now, and also prayers for teachers as Already, a lot of teachers are feeling weary and burnt out and exhausted. And I want to thank Christy from last week who shared um, so courageously about courageous inclusion and how that is a passion of hers. Um, I hope and I pray that this series of BUMC values just shows how it's always been a part of us. This is just who we are and naming these things as our values is a way that we can live them out more intentionally. And then also I, I took, was able to take a week and go away with my family and sit with no cell phone, no reception, no internet, no nothing, and sit by a fire and take naps and do nothing. And it was glorious. And I wanna thank the staff for just handling things while I was gone. Um, I texted Jamie frantically last night because I had thought of something that I didn't handle. And he goes, we got it covered. We are, we've been planning, we've been taking care of things. And it's just so wonderful to have a staff that is like that. And so we know that whatever we lift up to God, our joys, our concerns, anything in between, God hears us. And so let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of love, we pray that you might give us a deep love for you so that we can see the world as you see it, feel the compassion that you feel, and be a people whose lives mediate your love to others. Open our eyes that we might see what the Good Samaritan saw. Grant us the insight to see the needs in others and the wisdom to know what to do, and also the will to do it. And so we pray for all of these things that we have lifted up, for the joys of celebrating weddings and new beginnings, also for those who are healing or hurting, who are struggling, who are in the hospital, who are struggling with a new diagnosis. And God, we pray for our youth, we pray for our teachers, for those who are feeling exhausted and worn down by this world. God, help us to see how we can be that little glimmer of your light for them. God, we pray for those that we might cross the road to avoid, that might be excluded socially because of any number of things, but God, may their dignity that is theirs simply by being your created and beloved, may that be restored to them. And God, may you give us the courage to love each person as our neighbor, 
to be receptive to your spirit and to see the true picture of what you would have this world to be. Open our eyes, give us deep love for you. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus, as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.
Thank you. 